This podcast is brought to you by LTASex.com. Live, laugh, love, LTASex. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors, the podcast where we teach you what it really takes to have a perfect relationship. I'm your host, Jerome Stewart Nichols, sex educator and creator of LTSX.com. You know, those glossy Instagram selfies look great, but they don't tell the whole story. There's a hell of a lot that goes on behind closed doors that makes strong, healthy, and sexually satisfying relationships. From the basics of communication and fighting fair, to full-time DS relationships and navigating the politics of polyamory, Behind Closed Doors offers you the expert advice and first-hand experience you need to get and maintain the relationship that's right for you. To keep up with the show, visit ltasex.com slash Behind Closed Doors for links to everything regarding the show. Subscribe to Behind Closed Doors on iTunes or Stitcher. You can keep up with me on Twitter at NotJeromeStewart or on Tumblr at ltasex.tumblr.com. Oh, and as always, if you have questions you want to answer or have some feedback about the show, uh, send it to me, Jerome at LTASX.info, J-E-R-O-M-E at L-T-A-S-E-X dot I-N-F-O. But enough of this shilling bullshit, let's get into the sex and relationships. Netflix and chill. Oh, God. No, yeah, no. Oh, that's fantastic. Don't you just love the ingenuity of the world? I do. I'm I'm glad we're over um, YOLO and moved on to Netflix and chill. Why you hate no YOLO though? Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying it was around a while. YOLO. You might as well enjoy it while it's here. Mm-hmm. Because it probably won't come back, but it'll be a part of the uh, lexicon for a while. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess, um, you know, despite me being sick, I wanted to check in with you today. Okay. Because we've had a lot of, like, um, it's been a while since we've had, like, one of these talks. Okay. Um, and since then we've had, like, a couple fights. And we've both had, like, some stressful times. So I just wanted to see where you were at. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as all of that. Where do I start? Um, it feels... I know for... Me personally, it feels, um, like we are more comfortable here, like... In this house. Yeah, because we, you know, had moved and whatever, but that seems to really help, I think. I think it's one of the bigger issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Are you hungry? Huh? Are you hungry? Yeah. Your stomach is like gurgling. Oh, sorry. I can hear it. I'm just so fat. (laughs) Um. I think that 
you know, since we started talking more, mm-hmm. that's been helpful. Even though it's something like I'm still getting used to. Um, I if it, it feels like even though like I mess up sometimes, I don't feel like it's exactly always the end of the world anymore. Okay. Like it feels like oh, this is you know something that just kind of happens in life. Like us getting into a fight or something, and that it could, you know, it can be resolved. I think we talked about that a while ago, actually. Like, I was telling you that you just had to keep trying to do these things. Yeah. Because with practice, um, it becomes easier and sort of automatic to not only have the tools to, like, say, hey, this is not this conversation is not going the way it should or, you know, I don't like this or whatever, just having the tools to say that but also um, it's sort of like emotional muscle memory where like, if you've had fights and um, you hear them say something or you feel an emotion it sort of changes that pattern whereas before you might have uh you might have just, like, gotten mad. Over time, it becomes reflective for you to not get mad or to catch yourself when you feel something or sense something. or It, it sort of, like, breaks through the fog easier. And I, I feel like eventually it'll actually get to the point where um, a lot of the arguments won't happen. Because um, we know each other well enough. To be able to say, hey, look here, asshole. I've had enough of your shit. And plus, what we're setting up would become routine. Yes. Too. Yes. So it's like, oh, I'm upset. I'm going to go right. I'm, then I'll come back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to build new habits or healthier habits um, for, like, communication. And emotional understanding and... What not? Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling with everything? Um. See, it's a hard question. <laughs> it's not hard. I'm just you I'm putting my thoughts together. It. Like, yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm mad at you for getting me sick, you punk. But, um. It's a short thing that's like only been going on for like two days mm-hmm. and I'm already feeling better so yeah. it's uh other than that though it's I'm feeling positive um take last night for example like after we went and watched uh, Attack on Titan in theaters part one um we ended up, like, we were offered a ride, but Bubby had his bike, so uh, we couldn't get take that ride, and we had just missed our bus by, like, two minutes. And I say like it, I mean literally two minutes, and I was very upset about that. And I tried to find us some other way to get home, like, through an Uber, but nobody would, you know, I call, and nobody would no one accommodate, bike, yeah, accommodate his bike. And I'm like, well... Shit, we might as well just stay. I'm not going to leave the bike here if I just, you know, lost a ride for trying to get the bike home. 
And uh, I was actually able not to get, like, angry. I was tired and I was sick. But I still didn't get, like, frustrated to the point where I was, like, getting snippy. I don't think. No, I don't think you were. Um, You know, you were very, like, stay on task. Yeah, let's just keep moving. Yeah. But that was it. And that didn't even seem, like, harsh. I was like, oh, okay, because I knew I was kind of, like... (laughs) Yeah. Just kind of looking around or whatever. Right. right. <laughs> um, and the reason why this was a problem is because the next bus would come in an hour. And I didn't want to wait because I was sick and I was tired and I wanted to go home. And this is like already like 9.30 at night when we're getting out of this fucking movie. And uh, I remember saying to you that I am feeling anxious so I want you around as as like to clear up why I told him to not, sh- like, go walk around the store. Go look at the Halloween stuff. Yeah, he wanted to go look at the Halloween stuff. Uh, it wasn't that far away from me, but it wasn't within the plan of what I wanted to do. So I reflexed to tell him no, and then I realized... Jesus fucking Christ. And then I realized that um, I should probably tell him why I feel that way. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I was feeling that way is because I was feeling anxious. I, you know, I, I've been discovering more and more about my anxiety, um, and what anxiety feels like. And a lot of times for me, anxiety just feels like being upset, like mad. Yeah. So grumpy. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, this this anger that I'm feeling. Like, I trust my feelings, right? But when the feeling is not a real feeling, like, it's not an emotion, it's just a feeling. It's something I feel within me, but I'm not actually mad. I'm just sort of, like, scared. For me, fear and anger feel very similar. Yeah. So you'd say it's more than a feeling. Oh my god, yes. Um God I hate you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that actually makes so much sense. But yes, it's more than a feeling. When I hear that old song you used to play. And I pick and dream that was the only part of that song I knew. Okay, anyways. God, your CD career is going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. My pussy is so wet right now. You know what? You know the what? Most solid notes. Oh, my God, I kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you with this dick. Oh, no, not that. Please. Help me. Please don't. Stop. Don't. Stop don't. it. Stop. No, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm learning about my anxiety a lot. And learning not to talk. 
I tell you not to talk a lot when you're when you're in your um uh when you're in your funks and everything's angry. I was like, you could just say nothing, and that would be better than you screaming at me and lying to me and like you know trying to make me feel bad for imaginary stuff that you worried about on your own. And the same can be true of me when like I'm worried about inevitable stuff it's not like I haven't waited for a bus an hour before it's not like we didn't have stuff to entertain us for the short while that we were there it it wasn't like you know we were gonna die it wasn't like we were starving it wasn't like like we had everything it was just really inconvenient but it made me anxious because it threw off our plans because I was like I was disappointed and um, there were just like a lot of feelings of like sadness and uh, deflation and it made me very sort of like prickly and defensive and plus you're tired you're sick like and we have been out all fucking day like you'd been out since like 7 30 yeah and then (laughs) i i you know i was i was home and i did some stuff but i was sick and i almost passed out at the desk i didn't tell you that I was sitting upright at the desk, and I started feeling, like, ooh, like, wavy. So I laid down, and I just sort of, like, I never had that happen to me before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> and I was, like, this How is... How long was it? Um, It was actually, like, 15 minutes. And then I woke up, and I was sort of disoriented, but I was definitely tired. <laughs> And I um, ended up just going back to sleep for like an hour. And I was going to leave at like, you know, one point. But I kept having to push that back because I was just like, you know, I can't move right now, really. And it's weird that I got better quickly after like an extreme sort of like feeling of sick like that. Anyways. What's funny, though, is that's very accurate to how I feel when I black out. Hmm. Like that's it feels very wavy and then like you're just gone. Yeah. Like then you wake up and you're really fucking tired. Mm-hmm. You don't want to move. I didn't either. I just rolled over. Like the alarm went off and I was like, "No, dismiss." <laughs> no fucks for you. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna put you on hold. Like I'm just 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 leave me fuck alone. No. Nope. Um. But you, it seems to have helped, though. Yeah, I, I needed to sleep. Yeah. But <clears throat> learning about my anxiety mm-hmm. uh, I think has I think will be and already has um, a, f- a positive effect um on how I can interact with people because we're now when I can't pull myself out of myself and you know I'm feeling like this this crazy immobility I can't talk I'm sort of I sort of got like tunnel vision it seems unreal it seems like um these are what my anxiety is I feel like yeah. Um, it seems like I'm not like there mm-hmm. and I can't, I like, I don't have the full motor skills of my body. Yeah. 
um, it's strange, but that's how my anxiety feels sometimes, and sometimes it's not like that, sometimes it's I'm mad. And that's the more, like, scared feeling. Why is it that it seems that um, fear brings anger a lot of times? Or, like, they're very, like, closely related Um, with each other? When you're scared, you're normally scared for a reason that you're in danger. And although it's emotional danger, you're still in danger. So, it sends up that fight or flight response. Some people like to run away, like you used to. Some people like to, like, they'll get mad and, like, they'll just haul off and hit you. Or they'll, like, go for the throat, like, um, with words. And it's really just anxiety, which is why I tell you what I tell you about, um what's her face at work mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's most likely that she's just anxious or scared or worried and it's important to talk to her and see where she's at because she seems like good peeps yeah you know yeah and you know a lot of times people just don't recognize that they're being different or that their judgment is different because everything feels right yeah, you feel justified in the in the in your response. Y- you feel justified because your emotions are saying, or like your feelings, which feel like an emotion, your feelings are saying to you that this is right what you're doing. Uh, these are the the right steps you could be taking. And that may not always be the right case, and maybe you know because you don't know, I guess, any better. Yeah. You know, you're really hurting other people. Right. You know, even if, like, you don't mean to, (coughs) you know, it still may end up hurting someone. Right. And for um, me and us, it tends to be like, I'll just be mean to you. Uh, Because I'm, like, mad about something. And the mad about something is usually not anything that's, um, uh, worth getting angry about. It's just, like, normally I'm scared of something, or I'm, um, worried that something will happen or I, I'm not even worried or like scared at all. Like even in a sense that, um, people, most people would recognize, but it's just this general sense of like dread or that things are bad or that things are out of control. Definitely. <sighs> A lot to process. Yeah. That can be really hard. And it seems like it's taken us a long time to get here to be able to talk about it, you know? But it definitely seems worth it. I mean, it's taken a long time for me to be 
me to even be able to recognize what was going on and notice the differences. It seems like you feel better, though. Well, I've I, I've gone through a couple of stages with this new thing of anxiety, where it's uh, not. Well, it started as, oh fuck, I fucked up. I really fucked up. I really fucked up. Like how f- I'm so fucking stupid. Like why why was I so like cavalier to be like I had everything under control? I thought I knew everything that was right. What the fuck? Oh my god, I'm such a fuck up. And then it sort of transitioned into oh, well, I used to fucking know. It's still fucking scary. I don't want to do this, but like fuck. Oh shit. All right. Oh fuck. All right. I still have to do this. I gotta do this. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. All right. Huh. Let me get it off my mind. Okay. Now it's off my mind. Now it's, oh yeah, I noticed that, oh yeah, that's right, this isn't anger, this is fear, alright, this is, you know, my heart is racing, alright, I'm breathing really fast, you know what I mean, (laughs) so it, it went from, you know, the fear and the worry and the doubt to just sort of a calm, and then I was able to use that distance from my body as a I guess skill or a tool to figure out when I was uh or when I am anxious definitely and it sort of changes things and it's sort of easier to handle it that way because I actually am not uh afraid of that I I do a lot of thinking when I'm outside my body in that anxious state and I'm able to notice a lot of things like I I know I consciously know that you know sometimes I'm I can't open my mouth or I can't move or um you know I consciously know this feeling you know if it's like a phobia type thing I consciously know something's wrong but I, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't, like, quite reach the control lever to move my feet or my mouth. Yeah, it's like you're kind of stunned. Yes. Or something. Like I'm in shock. Yeah. Um, You don't really know... Like, you know what to do, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to just do it because normally it's something that's automatic. Yes. And those sorts of things are automatic because a lot of times we go, you know, like that fight or flight thing that I was talking about earlier, that is automatic. Yeah. Like you don't really have much control over that. Um, it's, Randy calls it, like my therapist calls it um, your style. Yeah. Kind of thing. My flair. Let's go to Hot Topic and my get flavor. some flair. Let's get some flair. Jingle jangle. Fun. Yeah, but outside of the um, anxiety stuff, which, you know, we've said it's getting better. It's like, um, I've been doing a lot of thinking right now. Not a lot of doing, a lot of thinking. Uh, because there are some changes I want to make. 
but I'm researching uh, and making decisions that are more logical as opposed to emotional. Like what kind of changes? Um, well, this year has changed a lot, right? Like, I got a new laptop, and I got, you know, a new vapey, and I got new this, new that. We moved, new job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and for and for me, I want to be able to keep that going, I guess. So the changes I'm making are sort of like an LTA sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, changes in how I save money, how I spend money, changes in you know um, my eating habits again because I gained a bunch of weight after losing a bunch of weight. I'm not back at my original weight, but I still don't want to go back to my original weight. Yeah. It's, there are a lot of problems I've let coast for a while that are getting back on my radar as something that I can actually handle and have the ability to handle. And now I sort of have the motivation or desire to handle them. Um, and I'm cautiously moving forward because I've often felt like I have a good idea and I rush to get it out of me. And it's not the best I could be. So I'm being more... I'm taking the Obama style of doing things where he's very like rational and calculated and he makes smart decisions because he is a pensive person he doesn't speak a lot he listens a lot yeah and I'm trying to embody that I guess I'm trying to speak slower uh, so that people can understand me better and so that I can get my words out. Like, my mind moves fast, but I like to be able to slow it down if I can because it makes me feel calmer. Definitely. I mean, it seems like you are not, I wouldn't say selectively, but like just cautiously transforming your life cycle or like where you're going or like where you want to be you know who you want to be like a like a caterpillar that's what i think i'm in my cocoon yeah except i think that like maybe you have several cocoons in your life (laughs) you know so maybe it's like like For me, I keep saying like, I'm sorry. For me... Look at you being conscious of the words that are coming out of your mouth. That's beautiful. (laughs) My... After my mom died, like... (laughs) It... Really changed things in my mind it was 
upsetting, but it was almost like a roadblock okay. was removed, and it was like, oh, I can focus on myself now and take care of what I need to take care of, and I'm not constantly trying to get better and running into this wall that was her in my mind. Okay. You know, it changed how my therapy works for me now. You know, it... I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, I guess. A lot of times in life when there's a big change, it sort of opens your... Spiritual people would say, like, psyche. Or, like, your soul. Or Jesus. To more change. Yeah. It, which, you know, logically that makes sense. It opens you up for more change. Because it's like, oh, everything else is changing. And, you know, it's not as scary as, you know, once I settle down, once I remember it being. So, um, maybe I can go ahead and change this, too. Yeah. <clears throat> no. It's different. Yeah. It's a, it's a different sort of way of living that I I always forget how important change is for me. I really like change when it's happening. When it's not happening, I fear it constantly because I think that it can't get better. Um, Like nothing will be better. And it's not to say the thing I have is great, but I know what it is. And that comfort of knowing what it is for me is oftentimes um, more important than actual enjoyment. Definitely. Which I'm trying to um, untrain myself to do. Because change is important and change is good. I mean, for Christ's sake, you started wearing jewelry now. That's fucking different. I've not started wearing jewelry. You do. Look at you're fucking playing with your necklace right now. I have a glass charm on a beaded metal beaded chain necklace or whatever. Um, that was the most complicated way I've heard that described. It's a glass pendant. It's a bespoke. <laughs> Artisanal glass pendant. You stop it. I'm not going <laughs> to let Ann Arbor have you. Listen here. Ann Arbor will never have me. Ipsy has my heart. Um, but Ipsy's becoming Ann Arbor. Right, and Ipsy's going to lose my heart if like one more microbrewery pops up here. <laughs> swear to fucking Christ. Um, no. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, all these young people making their shit and like. Young people? Yeah, us. It made you sound old. Oh, no, I don't mean... All these young kids. No, I love to see my people making shit and doing it for their goddamn selves because their parents fucked everything up. I love, like, I love the ingenuity of my generation. We're beautiful. Um, For me... Right now, 
I kind of... I shouldn't even say kind of. I am in this place where moving forward is ideal. And I'd like to sort of keep this going. Keep the ball rolling. Keep the ball rolling. Yeah. I have to remember, and I think this is a lesson that lots of people need to remember, is that although you have lots of plates spinning, you can always buy new plates if they break. Yeah. So there's really no problem in letting a few go and shatter on the ground and having to sweep that up. Because maybe you need less plates in your life. I mean, I collect plates, so it's kind of like... Your thing, but... But, you know, I could use a few less plates in my life. i make you get rid of your babies. That's because your baby collection takes up so much fucking space. Oh. Yeah. By babies, we mean stuffed animals. We have an entire, like, laundry bag full of them. Oh, no. Plus... I, I have, like, five... Laundry bags full of stuffed babies in my old house in the attic. Imagine that. Imagine all those stuffed babies. Aren't I glad that you're never, ever, ever going to have those? No. I'm going to break them I hope that them. your grandmother donates them to the Goodwill so that some child can enjoy them. That's or true. some adult can enjoy them. Yeah. That would be fine. Because we have enough. And by enough, I mean, like, we don't have a room where that we could exclusively dedicate to your stuffed babies. Also, you turn into a crazy stuffed baby lady. Yes. V can be the cat lady, and I can be the stuffed baby man. And I could be living somewhere else. You could. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame you at all. It'd just be me and truffles. Squeak it, squeak, squeak, No, I feel like I feel like truffles might be like, you know what? You know what? I, I I'm gonna go with this guy. I can't. I, I can't. can't I can't. Them. Like I can't chew these things. Like, what are you doing? This isn't a wood stick. Like, is fucking... this hay? No, this is this is fucking polyester. I can't put my mouth on this. This is organic. Is it, is it range-free cotton? Free-range cotton. You, you son of a bitch. No, that's so out. You son of a bitch. God, get with the times, Karen. God, Jimmy John's is better than Subway. It's 2015. Get your shit together, Teresa. Anyways, um... I... I think it's important and I really like that I've been able to be more vulnerable with you lately. Yeah. Um, I have this way of building up walls and then periodically 
there will be some sort of conflict or conversation or just like a necessity wherein I'll need to uh, break through that in order to like get to a new level or a different place of uh, comfort with someone and with you specifically there's been many of those because uh, we'll get to like one place of intimacy and then we'll coast there for a while and then something will happen and then it'll cause a conflict and we'll be like shit okay well let's work on this thing now let's talk about this why does this work here why isn't this working like and going through it and you have to be very honest about that so even though I was very resistant to being like to mistrusting my behavior because I come so long and um to believe I've come a long way in being able to believe myself that my feelings are real and that they're valid uh so I, I don't like to say ever that my emotions are not important I do however really um want to make sure that they are just my behavior is just that's important to me because I may be feeling one way and you know I'll, I'll just say this I've been mistreated by people in power who are feeling one way or another and I don't ever want to be that person who's in control like I want to be in control but I don't want to be the person who's in control and is also sort of like blindly abusing that power because my perception of reality is warped uh, due to my uh, fear or my anxiety or my stress or something like that I, I want to make sure that I have the most uh, clear view of reality as possible so that I can be a good leader and I can earn the trust of the people who rely on me. That's nice. That's really smart. And, uh, for me, it's kind of a I guess it's sort of one of those things where like people always tell let's say LGBT allies that call themselves allies. They're like, yo dude, look, I understand that you are pro gay, but you're problematic, see. And uh, we're going to have to talk about this. And also, you know, you know, if you're really an ally, uh, people will call you an ally. You don't have to call yourself an ally. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. And for me, it's that thing of like, if I have to say that I'm just, if I have to say that I'm, um, I'm balanced, that I, 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 if I have to convince people that I have a good grip on reality, I probably don't. 
but since I'm often searching, like actively wanting to know what is a greater truth about this scenario, this situation, or any situation rather, it's important for me to um, get better at that. And it's also important for me to admit that I'm shitty at it a lot. Um, I try to get better, but, you know, sometimes I'm down so long I forget what up feels like. And, you know, in, in those cases, like, I rely on you to let me know that I'm fucking up. And, you know, when I told you that I was feeling anxious, you told me you knew. And I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me? I was actually upset that you didn't tell me that you knew that I was anxious because I didn't, I wasn't aware. Like I knew I'm an anxious person, but I didn't know that it was affecting me in all these like this various amount of ways. I didn't know what it felt like. You you were more adept at that than me. But your anxiety is different than mine. It is and it isn't. Yeah. Anxiety is the same, right? But th- the feelings that come with it are different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're both all over the place. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, um... I l- like this conversation we're having. I think it's a good conversation. I think it's a good conversation. Which is why it's important to check in with one another. It is. I like checking in with you. Mm-hmm. It's good to know where e- each other's at. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I, I'm thinking in my head about um, how I need to check in with you more often. check in with you when I'm calm so we can sort of like keep abreast of abreast I don't know I don't know how actually to pronounce that word keep abreast I can't tell if it's like an a breath a breast a breath if you know <laughs> <laughs> Yes, if if you're if you're a grammar guru, let us know. Anyways, um, but I'm tired now of talking. Yeah, and I'm kind of horny, so I want you to lick my balls. Oh no, not that. He says as he grabs me closer. Oh my god, you're warm. Jesus Christ, I like that. Um, so. We're gonna end it here. Love you, bitches. Have a great week. Until next episode, I guess. Bye. Bye.